everybody. Happy New Year. It's another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD. Who's here with me? It's Michelle. It's Michelle for another New Year. It's I guess technically this is already our second episode of the year, so I don't know why I'm acting but like it's, it's the first one. But it's not our second time recording this year. You're very we correct. Recorded this that is in the December. first time. This is the wow. first time we've sat down and recorded an episode. Wow. It would have been weird if we had recorded that episode in January somehow and then dropped it as soon as January began. That's not how time would work. No, that's uh so uh if if this is the first time you're tuning in, well, welcome to the freak show. This is what we do. We say weird things and there's a there's a select few of the folks out there who uh, understand our weirdness and have stuck with us and for the rest of you, <laughs> welcome to the deep end. Good luck. Uh, Michelle, what's the show all about? Uh, we watch Shudder, but sometimes we don't watch Shudder. Sometimes we watch things off of Shudder. And this right. one was on Shudder and is no longer on Shudder. So this one's a, of like kind a of both. two ago. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was actually hoping to, uh, to get one last viewing of this in before we recorded, and then I ran out of time, and I was like, well, maybe I can at least watch it one more time after we do the episode, and... No yeah. such luck. Well, I mean, it's available other places. It's just not available on Shutter anymore. Uh, what are we talking about, Michelle? Uh, we're talking about Anna and the Apocalypse, a zombie Christmas musical. Yes, a zombie Christmas musical, Anna and the Apocalypse. You heard that right. This is one that we were thinking about doing when we originally had our plan to do a 12 Horrors of Christmas series that uh, unfortunately we had to uh, uh, to put a pin in until maybe next year. But uh, it's one that I had never seen. I don't know how I've never seen it uh, because it's both a musical and it's about zombies. Uh, the Christmas element, I could take it or leave it. It's whatever. But... Uh, uh, Michelle has ranted and raved about this movie to me on a number of occasions, uh, and uh, I finally got around to watching it, and I said, oh, Michelle, especially considering how much I know that you love this movie, uh, we definitely need to talk about this one, so let's make it our first episode of the new year, or our second episode, uh, because there's no new release this week, and so here we are. That is the entire story of how we wound up here. I don't know why I'm so formal all of a sudden. I feel like New Year, we should start getting all... Pre no, fuck it. We don't need to be professional. Oh, I didn't think you were formal. <laughs> I just think you're doing that thing that we both do where we very much uh, heavily self-analyze and then we're wrong oh, yeah. about our self-analysis of like, oh, yeah. oh everyone's going to hate what I just said. They're going to hate the way I say it. They're going to hate me. That's my favorite part of recording is uh, having a panic attack afterwards. Your favorite really part of recording adds. is thinking about how much people are going to hate you? Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, I'm I like to you. just try to predict it, and uh, I'm usually right. So that's, I, I, I think that's fair. Well, <laughs> we right, should probably guys, so get into the episode. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Uh, this is the very brief therapy portion of the episode. Yep, uh, Anna, and the Anna and the Apocalypse is the film. Uh, Zombie Christmas Musical, uh, I think, is a perfect summary, but we always like to look at a plot summary here. Uh, we normally would look and see what the summary is on Shudder, but it's not on Shudder anymore. Michelle, were you able to find a, a good summary to give these people that's all spoiler-free? You know, I did look it up on IMDb. 
I checked a couple of them, but screw it. No, this is a zombie Christmas musical. That is either going to appeal to you or it's not. That's just how it is. Nothing the, will uh, sway you. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really all you need to know. Uh, zombie Christmas musical uh, centered around some teenagers who are about to graduate high school. One of them uh, is named Anna. Yeah, one of them is named Anna. And mm-hmm. there's a zombie. There, there's zombies, probably in the form of an apocalypse, on account yep. of how the title is Anna Everything you and need the to know apocalypse. Is, why is yeah, Michelle? Right here's my question: B- Before mm-hmm. we even get into this movie discussion, why is it always a zombie apocalypse? Why As isn't it like to... a like like why isn't why isn't it ever just like I don't know like a like like, like a zombie mishap? You know, oh, like, two like three, there's a couple like, like zombies. Three, why is the, yeah? Why is the scale always apocalyptic? Why can't it just be like? I like mean, was, Fido it, was an apocalyptic level. It was. It was. They a contained bad that. Day. Yeah, Fido. <laughs> Fido was just a bad day, and now they have friends out of it. That's fair. That's very. I fair. love Fido. Have you seen Fido? Uh, I have not. No. Oh, okay. You need to see Fido. I'm a huge zombie fan. And Fido is really high up there on my list of favorite zombie movies. Right, well, it's, on uh, that note, they put collars on them so that the zombies are then docile, and now you just have a little servant. So they turn zombies into slaves. Yep. That seems. It's a whole well, ethical I... dilemma. It is an ethical <laughs> dilemma in the movie. Your brain is going to the correct place. Because that's what a, happens when a... you befriend Fido? I don't know. You know who has uh, similar small elements uh, in, in their film that actually is relevant to today's film is Shaun of the Dead. True. Shaun of the Dead says some things about uh, about zombies and possibly using them as uh, as labor force, uh, maybe just a little bit. Shaun of the Dead, uh, well, we'll talk about it in depth when we get into the... Uh, uh, the uh, the spoiler for or the spoilery portion of this, but that's another I think good way to describe it is, uh, uh, as Michelle said, it's a it's a, a zombie music a zombie Christmas musical. Uh, my immediate thought on it was like, uh, basically like if I was describing it to people, I would call it a cross between Shaun of the Dead and High School Musical. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That is is a very good description. uh, It does have uh, strong comedic elements. It's important to know that, but it does have some very dramatic moments as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Michelle, you want to give us your spoiler-free thoughts on Anna and the Apocalypse? Yes, absolutely. I have seen this movie several times now, which means that I'm able to be a little bit more critical about it. Uh, Then the first time I saw it and was just blown away by zombie Christmas musical. Those are three genres of films that I enjoy. And this was a mixture of all of them. Uh, Some of the characters choices are questionable at best. Um, Some of the story uh, is a little bit um, strange, we'll say, without getting into spoilers. But man, I love that soundtrack. I just love the energy. I really enjoy all the cast. And the heart wants what the heart wants. Five skulls. Five skulls. Anna and the apocalypse from Michelle. I knew that. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew that rating was coming. Obviously, Michelle yep. uh, on previous episodes has has talked about how much she loves this film, uh, and mm-hmm. that's obviously the the main reason why we decided to check it out. Uh, are you interested, Michelle, in my spoiler-free thoughts 
on Anna in the Apocalypse. I am, and I was absolutely convinced that I knew how you felt about this, but now, since like 10 minutes ago, just a little bit before starting this episode, <laughs> I now think the opposite, so let's find out how do you feel about it. Well, uh, I we can't. I gotta know, like, what did you originally think, and then what is the now opposite thought? I thought you hated it, and that at a certain point you liked it in the beginning, and then it completely turned around, and you're like, no, we have to do an episode because I hate this so much. But then you told me you had your mom watch it, and now I think you like it because okay, why else would you subject your mother, who you love dearly, to this movie if you didn't enjoy it? Because I wanted to watch it on the big TV again. Well, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, but why would um, you want to watch it on the big TV if you dislike it, huh? I think I, I think I'm figuring I, out. Because I wanted to uh, to make sure. Look, okay. So here's my take on Anna and the Apocalypse. Um, the actual spoiler-free thoughts are kind of right in the middle of of what you okay. were thinking. Uh overall, I really like this movie. It's an impressive musical first just as a musical fan. Uh I do mm-hmm. think uh I do think the first half of the film, I feel like the music is stronger. Like basically Ooh. as the show goes on, uh I feel like the the music loses my favorite stuff is right up front. The very I'm first the song the wow. very first song in this is my favorite song in the whole thing. So as a wow. musical, really solid and impressively produced for, uh, for you know, I, I wouldn't call it an independent production, but it's certainly not a huge budget studio production. And mm-hmm. the choreography is great. The, the, the camera, like, they clearly spent a lot of time rehearsing and plotting and, and, and storyboarding this. It's a great Changing production. people into zombies so that they could right. record... Yeah. My uh my only issue with this is the uh the movie I think in an effort to try and be a little bit more dramatic goes too far. This movie does some things that for me for this movie and this story it gets a little too bleak overall and i'll talk about in detail what i mean about that argue yeah Yeah, for sure for sure and and that's why i wanted to talk about this because i know that you have have talked about how one of your favorite things about it uh is that it also doesn't shy away from the the heavier dramatic stuff Mm -hmm. and i i don't mind that that's here i think some of it I, I think it just did too much. It went too far, and we'll okay. talk about the details here in just a moment. Uh, okay. Overall, uh, I, I am giving this uh, a four skull uh, rating uh, because, again, like I can't fault, I can't even fault the movie. Right, the only reason this isn't a five skull experience for me is because of those issues with the story. It's because my palette and this movie just didn't link up right at the end. It's not the movie's fault. It's not my f- it's nobody's fault. It just is what it is. Uh but And no, that's uh, why I give it a 5. So only one of us can give it a 5 <laughs> apparently cuz I love that it's depressing. <laughs> right. Well, and again, my uh my ratings are always just based on kind of my experience with the film. Mm-hmm. That's why the of Puppet course. Man got 5 skulls on the initial review. The first time I watched that movie, I fucking loved it. It's still good, 
just it's it's not one of those repeat bangers i i think but uh, anyway definitely and we're, we're i'm gonna i'm gonna relitigate my five skull rating of the puppet man in my own head for the rest of the time this podcast exists and every time i will sigh deeply and make no further comments because because you have never made me feel more self-conscious about a five skull rating than the one i gave the puppet man michelle well that's just because I hated it so much. <laughs> but that's a uh, that's kind of like how our uh, episode, which was the first one where we argued, and I could not properly state my argument because I was so flustered by trying to <laughs> properly debate for the first time. And I know you're an excellent, articulate debater, and I was like, oh my god, I was shaking, I was sweaty. But that was you the might, watcher of you uh, might even say I was I'm a I'm a master debater. That is an old stand-up joke that I used to do. <laughs> and you know what? People would go, ha-ha, and that's it. It was very short-lived. It was very like, ah. It was good yeah. times. Good times. Yeah, good times. All okay. right, guys, uh, I strongly Further recommend it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, if you are a fan of musicals, even if you like musicals but you're not too big on horror, I mean, I'm not going to lie, there's some gore in this, there's some blood, there's some violence, it's but if you're a fan movie. of... Yeah, uh, look, it, it, I... Uh, it, it, what's the one I'm trying to think of? Sweeney Todd. That's got some violence and stuff. This is probably a couple steps tons. beyond Sweeney Todd, but yeah. Uh, anyway, strongly recommend you check this one out before we spoil everything for you. Uh, otherwise, um, hit the pause button and go watch it. And now we're gonna talk about spoilers. Um, yeah. now Michelle, since we didn't have a uh, a good uh brief summary from any of our sources. Do you want to now do the patent-pending, world-famous plot recap? Yes, I absolutely will. And Beautiful. Again, I knew I was going to do this, um, or like subconsciously I knew I was going to do this. I've seen this movie so many times, and every time you ask me to do a plot summary, I immediately blank. So it's like whatever force inside of me does these plot summaries, she's going to attempt to remember literally anything about this movie. Uh, so, okay. There's a lady. Her name's Anna. And there's an apocalypse, but she doesn't know it yet because we're at the beginning of the movie and Anna is going to high school with her friend, her friend, her best friend, John. And John is in love with her. And uh, there's some teenage angst. They're preparing for a Christmas showcase. All that fun high school stuff that you love. And then Anna wakes up the next day and she's dancing. And it's very Shaun of the Dead where there's people dying all around her, but she's got headphones on. Uh, And then her and John, they're just doing a nice little magical number to prepare for their school day. And then a zombie in a snowman costume comes running up to bite them. And they're like, hmm, this seems unusual. And then they start realizing and that there's zombies out there. So they go to the bowling alley where they both work. And then they are there with a couple other people and they're zombies, but they kill all the zombies and now they're just stuck there. And then eventually they decide that they have to get to the school because that's where everybody else is. And then Ben Wiggins shows up and he's Nick and he is the best part of the movie by far. He's an asshole and uh, he is also a soldier at war. So he saves them from some zombies in a very musical fashion. 
And then uh, they try to cut through, a, I don't know, like a little mall open store thing, whatever you would call that. And then John, he gets bit, but he saves Anna. But did he really need to do that? Anyway, the movie decided that he did. And then they get to the school and there is a very weird principal. And that man is just like letting people die and being crazy and being like, ah, I rule the school. I'm evil. And then he has a whole battle with Anna where Anna's singing and fighting her way up to him. And then he dies and then her dad dies. And then everybody she knows is dead except for this asshole and this uh, lady who has the car. And now what's going to happen? The end. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much. I, I was wondering yep. when you were going to get to the whole part about her dad uh, being involved here. Yeah. But uh... but I mean, he's not he's at the beginning of the movie and then you don't see him. He's discussed of like that that trying what to get back to about? the dad. You, you oh yeah, see I guess it does do interludes back he's got, and forth. He's yeah. got a couple of songs. Yeah, he's all you, over you this movie. You are correct. Yeah, yeah, I just focus I, so I much am. on Anna. Her name's in the title. Who cares about what's going on elsewhere? I did. we I cared a lot we about it. definitely we definitely uh, have to address the fact that you think Nick is the best part of this movie easily. Okay. I hate um, him and I love his musical numbers. <laughs> that's that's I, my uh, type. Now I have a husband who I love very much, but back in the day, I hate him. He must be mine. That was my mindset <laughs> of like, wow, what a dick. Love the way he swings that weapon, though. Can't Im- can't imagine can't imagine at all why things didn't work out for you with that mindset, Michelle. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> and then suddenly I was like, wow, a nice man who respects me. What? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, Ben Wiggins, so, a.k.a. Nick, best part of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll, uh, let's do some, we'll, we'll do some breakdown of the, the music here in, in just a little while and those sorts of things. One thing that I want to talk about, and I want to talk about it a little bit, uh, and I want to be clear that I don't mean this as any kind of knock on the film or any criticism. I actually really love this part of it. Uh, this movie uh, is a British film, obviously, and uh, well, maybe not obviously. It I don't know. It takes place in Scotland. Is it in Scotland? Is is is, uh, is yeah? It's Scotland. UK. So um, this movie, f- the people who made this movie, fucking love them some Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah, like, and not just like in in sort of like plot. Like there are visual references in this movie all over the goddamn place. There's general plot elements. There's specific plot elements. You know, people's best friends getting zombified. People's parents getting zombified. People having to kill their parents after they've been zombified. All this, but also uh, as you mentioned. Uh, the uh, the whole sequence uh, when she's singing "Brand New Day," uh, and dancing around, and they just are completely oblivious to the zombie chaos. But even little things. Very first one that comes to mind is Anna's school uniform: white shirt, necktie, black got pants. Red on you. Yep. Specific. Yeah. Also, there's a sequence in the uh, uh, in the bowling alley. Where Anna and uh, John are, I think it's Anna and John, are beating on some zombies with some mops and broom handles in a sequence that 
mirrors perfectly the sequence from uh, Shaun of the Dead where they're beating on the zombie with the pool cues. Just those are just a couple of things that pop to mind. Uh, the the lady like even like the bowling alley is basically the Winchester. Right, mm-hmm. and the people, the the lady who got uh, uh, the cleaning lady uh, is still there the next day, but she's a zombie now, uh, which is a thing I want to talk about here once I'm done with this whole point. But like, I was just, I thought for sure it was just like initially I was worried because I was like, oh, so they're just gonna kind of ape this plot a little bit and turn it into a musical, but it's so much deeper than that. So many little things along the way. Uh, even when the car comes screaming in at the end mm-hmm. is, is sort of a visual reference. Uh, and what I like about it is they're visual references, but they're not exact parallels, right? They're not exact duplicates. And I just sat there and was just like, man, these people love Shaun of the Dead as much as I love Shaun of the Dead. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but I've probably seen that movie 50 times. When I first saw it, when it dropped on DVD back in, I think it was 03 or 04, I I was I probably watched it 10 times the first week I had it on DVD. It's one of in my opinion the greatest films ever made. I love it so much and I really just loved how so much of this movie is an homage to that without being a blatant replication. I really mm-hmm. loved that. I think this movie if most people who watch this will have seen Shaun of the Dead because sure. horror comedy is a very specific thing and then uh the stepping stone to horror comedy musical about zombies would be uh zombie horror comedy without musical. So right, I think it's right. a, a fair progression where they're like, "Oh, you like that? Come a little further." And so like you said it, it's good little nods where those of us who are familiar, which will be pretty much everybody, um, it's like, oh we'll yeah, that's a cool acknowledge little... it and see it as like a right. honoring as opposed to right. just trying to steal what they. Well, yeah, and and like I said, it, it, they're they're visual references without being complete mm-hmm. duplications, and I just I really appreciated that. I thought they clearly said to themselves, "We really want to honor this other film, but we also want to honor it in such a way that we're still very much our own thing," and that was. Just fabulously done. Certainly not the greatest thing the movie uh, uh, should be praised for. Just something that really stood out to me uh, as being a fan uh, of those films. Uh, What are some of your favorite things about this movie story-wise, Michelle? Because I know you're a big fan Mm -hmm. of how bleak it gets. Tell us all about that. That is what I was about to bring up because I definitely want to hear your opinion on it after I give mine. But I love how bleak this is because it is a Christmas film. I mean, at its heart, that's the big thing. It's a Christmas and it's a musical. Two things that generally do wind up being very uplifting feelings. And we have a lot of uh, positive, happy songs in the first half of it. So uh, it really does a good job of despite this apocalypse happening and feeling the despair that they do. It brings you right back with these pop songs. Um, and then in the second half, all of a sudden, a lot of people die very quickly. Um, when John died, I did not see that coming at all. Her best, I could see the best friend dying. I did not see him dying at basically like the halfway point, a little bit past it in the movie. Oh, that's that's interesting because I, I can't remember them specifically right off the top of my head. 
but there are a couple of moments in the movie. I'd say one one of them, frankly, is only about 20 seconds before he dies. Like, the instant he says, oh, hey, by the way, I remembered all of Santa's reindeer. I was like, he's about to die before he finishes mm-hmm. the list. But there's another thing, and again, I, I'm sorry I don't remember it, but another thing earlier in the film that for some reason just said to me, oh... Oh, this is not going to end well for him. And uh, but anyway, yeah, it was uh, he uh, he kicked it. You said something in there about Wait, how I haven't finished. You... Oh, I'm sorry. Go it's ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I'm just yeah, stream so... of consciousnessing. I know. I know. So that's why I was like, wait, pause, pause, pause. Uh, OK, so. Uh, uh, OK, so, John, I could see him dying. I didn't see him dying that quickly. And that was it was a big blow to me of like, oh, man. Wow. That's depressing and then they go to the school and then the two friends die uh the two that are dating uh they get bit while trying to get the keys out of the office and then they're just holding each other and that's very depressing and then her dad dies and that's very depressing it was so many hard hits after what was i mean despite this being an apocalypse movie was very upbeat and happy and full of pop songs and now it is a very sad thing where she just lost a lot of people very quickly and that she is lost what everything I exactly i love but and, no she didn't lose everything she still has nick and really that's all that matters now there she in has the her, car. her her asshole ex-boyfriend that she clearly doesn't exactly. want to have anything to do with i'm gonna write so much fan fiction about those two <laughs> no <laughs> and, a soldier and, at war he'll keep her safe and and <laughs> That is is actually exactly why this just became too much for me. Like, uh, what you were talking about there, um, the way this, like, like, as soon as John died, I thought, okay, there's no way they're going to kill her dad, too. There's no fucking way, right? Uh, there's no... And they did. Uh, to me... The experience I was having with this movie, what I was taking from it, what I was enjoying about it. Don't get me wrong. I have seen some movies that end incredibly bleakly and have really appreciated and loved those movies. I needed some kind of... I needed some sort of resolution. Resolution is not the word, but I needed something. And like, like, literally everything goes wrong. This girl has lost everything she lost her mom's already out of the picture for a while uh she lost her dad she lost her best friend her three best friends for that matter Mm -hmm. and the only the only people who survive to help her get along are her shitty asshole ex-boyfriend who she doesn't want to have anything to do with Mm -hmm. and the girl who's all weird and standoffish and she doesn't get along with her it's so down her best friend dies. She has to watch him die. She has to watch him, like, uh, you, you mentioned, this is what I was going to talk about earlier. You talked about in your summary about mm-hmm. how, like, and then he, like, sacrifices himself for her for some reason. What do you mean for some reason? Because he played human shield to keep the zombies away from her do so you he, want she could get through the crowd. Yes. Do you want me to respond? Yeah. I did want to talk about that because... Uh, I understand the whole wanting to be a human shield thing. And that's like a big heroic thing. Uh, but then he just like stops and stands there and lets the zombies. St- it feels like he gave up 
so quickly instead of like taking her like the way that plays out it's actually very similar to the couple that dies and then the dad who died the way that these people who mean a lot to us as the viewer die is that they just accept it and they don't even try to avoid the pain of being eaten before getting turned because it's not like they're saying kill me so I don't get turned they're just like well I guess I'll stay here then and just uh, like the couple why wouldn't you at least like leave the room instead of these zombies potentially like turning on you again the dad just like hangs out he's like okay bye and he has no idea how long it takes for them to turn and he just like sits there and and it just it felt like so it, it was three moments which is too many for me in a movie like this of them just being like well I guess that's the way it is and just staying wherever they got bit and not even trying to like go any place else they just automatically accept and they're like whatever us as characters making any choices doesn't matter and i hate i think i think the idea uh, at least the way i take it is uh it's the immediate understanding that the inevitable is going to happen and so why uh you know why uh, uh avoid first of all uh, the reason John just stands there and lets the zombies rip him apart is so that the zombies are all occupied so that Anna can get away. Like that's the that's the like that he's he's literally giving himself to be eaten and destroyed so that she has time to get away from this herd of zombies. Uh, but her then she dad stands there anyway, and that's it. It's the little things of like. This whole thing felt clunky to me. I could I can understand like on paper this is how it plays out and it makes sense, but watching it is like you're just hanging out and he just made this big sacrifice that I didn't really think was necessary, but like fucking run. <laughs> like you're just letting it go to waste. And I understand she's obviously sad and grief stricken and in shock, but like none of these people seem like they want to live very well or like they've even seen a movie like Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> like, have they seen a zombie movie? I, Try to survive. <laughs> I, uh, I, we've had this similar discussion before. Uh, the biggest thing I would say to you, Michelle, is uh, survive a zombie apocalypse and then tell me how clearly you thought your way through it. Uh, I've survived three so far. Thank you very much. The fourth one is scheduled <laughs> on Saturday. Um, so, like, stay in your house I just, or whatever. I just and that's a very common thing that people talk about. You know, you know, it's the it's the why are you running upstairs instead of out the front door yeah. argument from it just slasher films. Me crazy. Uh, people making but, bad decisions. Uh, like the thing about this all to me, like that argument to me always is just like, when have like when have you ever been known to make rational, smart, clear decisions when you're uh being actively tried to be murdered? You know, all the time. I, uh, I'm constantly just, trying to not get murdered, and I'm. But I, I, and I guess my point is that's why those sorts of things just never bother me uh, about mm -hmm. movies like this. It has to be further than just somebody made a bad decision. I make bad decision in stressful times all the time, <laughs> uh, but also like. Um, again, they don't know how long they have after they've been bitten. Uh, they're just like, I, I'm, I don't want to be any more kind of a burden. Just leave me here to, to die. Uh, I, so it didn't bother me nearly as much. That, that couple that just gives up and hugs each other. If I was in that situation, not knowing how long I have, I would at least go to the office with my loved one 
so that we can avoid getting any more bites and we can spend whatever time we have together in there alone away from the zombies. So that's why it's crazy to me that they're like, I guess we stay in the living room now. They just stand there and hug. And there's uh, so many of those where I'm like, at least do something. I I once again uh, come to the the point of... uh, Watch all of your loved ones die in the middle of a zombie apocalypse and then get bitten while you're also trying to survive and tell me that you don't just give up. But those people didn't lose all their loved ones. They literally have each other. Go spend the time together that you have. What if it's a day from now before you turn? And now you're just hanging out in well, an office when you could have first had of some all, moments we, together? We we very clearly know for sure it's not a day because we've seen people turn in less than 24 hours in this that movie That does not ourselves. guarantee it always happens that way. What if I one of them's it- immune? I find it hilarious, <laughs> hilarious that the person who loves this movie for how bleak it is is mad about why it's th- or how it became that bleak. That's I'm okay with all of them dying. It is specifically that we know that they're going to die and that they just stand in place. It's it's a little nitpick thing that just drives me crazy because it happens three times. If it happened once where I'd be like, Okay, this is a little clunky with the John scene, but then the fact that it happens with the couple and they just hog in that room drives me nuts. And then the dad just being like, farewell, daughter. And then she just like, leave. It drives me nuts. I love this movie. It is a five skull movie, but God, it drives me nuts. So, so uh, anyway, once again, once again, JD sucks at uh, maintaining his uh, his battery life and his internet. Man, we are just loaded with technical difficulties. There was another, there was another time skip moment for those of you listening. I uh, we thankfully we've been through this before and we just keep recording. I don't know how long I was this time. Too long. I don't know. We'll I believe. It out. I believe where we left off was I was talking about how hilarious it was that the person who loves how bleak this movie is is upset about how it became that bleak. Absolutely. And I get it. I, uh, I think what what really solidified my love of this movie though is how bleak it is, despite the fact that they just gave up. And you idiots, like at least go hang out in a closet together for a little oh. bit. You don't know how long you have. Well, as but lo- it's well, so it, bleak. As long as oh. we're here, a uh, rule of three for comedy, one more time, you get tangled up in a zombie apocalypse and tell me how much you uh, uh, struggle to survive after being bitten and knowing for sure you're going to die and turn into a zombie. I killed a zombie right before we started recording, I and I didn't did. panic even a little I bit. He came in here did. like, Rah. I and I, I'm did. gonna have to clean a lot after this. There's eyeballs everywhere. Um, it, I love how bleak this is, and what solidified it as being a very—I can't say like one of my favorite zombie movies because that list is very long. It's on there, um, but. The fact that at the beginning, song number three on the soundtrack is Hollywood ending. And she tells you there's no such thing as a Hollywood ending. And she does not give that to you. She gives you a very bleak, depressing ending that you would not expect from a movie where two of the parts are musical and Christmas. Oh, no, I she get it. You, you're I, not I, getting it. No, I, I love it. I get it. I, I know just, you get it. It's uh... but I love that. It just it, by the end of it, it was it was it was too oppressive. It was too much for me. I needed it to, uh, uh, I needed there to be at least a, a modicum of respite. 
uh, a respite, or I don't know how you pronounce the fucking word, but... Uh, uh, needed a smile instead uh, of all the tears. Right, like, e- even Shaun of the Dead, like, yeah, uh, spoilers for that movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it, skip ahead the next 30 seconds or so. But it's just like at the end of that where, yeah, Ed got bit and he died. He became a zombie, but now he's still back with John's place and they're hanging out and they're friends again, right? Like there's a like if if her dad had come back into her life at the end of this movie somehow, even as a zombie, I would have been like, all right, I could deal with this. But it just it got to a point where I was just like, shit just kept getting bleaker and bleaker and bleaker and just because of what I was looking for I was expecting a turn and I never got it uh and it's just like oh wow they uh they uh that was uh that was uh, like I feel like I feel like her best friends all dying but her dad surviving is still far enough away from a hollywood ending that it would be fine but that's that's just me <laughs> Uh, so two things since we did get back on the discussion of Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. One, uh, actually, I just realized that I made it might have made this movie fact up, or else it's about a different movie. So we're just gonna say it and put it out. Throw it out there. If it's about Shaun of the Dead and it's true, I will know. Uh, Kate Blanchett is uh the person wearing the full body. That's that's in uh, Hot Fuzz, actually. That's hot fuzz. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. was like, wait a minute. I think I've messed up my movie. Yeah. At Thank the very beginning, the lady in the uh, usually I would fact check in the full yep. body suit that uh, speaks just is Sean's. Uh, well, not Sean. He's not Sean in that movie. Uh, Officer Angel. He's Mr. Fuzz. Is Officer Angel's ex girlfriend, who's like the forensic investigator, and they actually Thank you. They, and I I just remembered his ex girlfriend. Blan- they brought yep. Kate Blanchett <laughs> to the set. And put her in that costume. Yep. They didn't just have somebody stand there. You can't even see her mouth. She's wearing a mask. They brought her I'm all the way there and put her like that. And, oh, God, that's fantastic. Kate Blanchett also uh, recently was seen on some program talking shit about heavy metal music, though. She was, she was on that that one British talk show with the orange background and the, the funny guy. And then, like, there are people on a couch and it was Margot Graham Robbie, Norton, and Margot, yeah, Graham that. Norton, that's the one. Yeah. And it was Margot Robbie and Kate Blanchett. And Margot Robbie was talking about how she kind of likes like heavy metal music and Slipknot and stuff. Oh, God damn. And Kate Blanchett was a perfect. real bitch about it. Like she was real, like, like real stereotyping, just like, oh, isn't that like caveman meathead? Me- I, I don't. That's not exactly what she said, but it was just. I hope she said it exactly like that. It was very disappointing because I thought Kate Blanchett was cool. But then she also made that Tar movie and we don't want to talk about that anyway. Yeah. Uh, My other thing about Shaun of the Dead is that you brought up Ed, a.k.a. Nick Frost, who might be better than Simon Pegg. If you were going to put those two on a teeter-totter and the... Well, Ed's definitely going to win if you put him on a teeter-totter. But I think well, that's winning a, would be that, that's a pretty shitty yeah, that's a pretty shitty metaphor for a fat guy. Michelle. But I was gonna say <laughs> the winner is the one who gets lifted. So oh, I was thinking like okay. he would be the one going up. Oh, so, so you I don't just don't know, know shit about teeter tottering. I don't know shit about teeter totters. <laughs> I did just read an awful book called Playground, and I don't want to talk about here's it. What, but I was so fucking. Here's mad what I know about here, Here's what um, I know about teeter totters. I don't give a fuck. How hard you slam one, you are not going to completely decapitate a person. 
I got fucked up on a teeter-totter when I was little because I was all the way at the top and then the other girl just got off. Oh, God. And I never went on one again. My mouth was so bloody. So teeter-totters, fuck them. I don't need to know how they work. But anyway, uh, (laughs) those teeter-totters got removed the next year and for good reason. But getting back to it, Nick Frost, his character, Ed, Shaun of the Dead, he becomes the Ed part of Shaun of the Dead and uh, he winds up undead and now he's just playing video games in a shed ed in the shed being the undead playing video games instead of dying is that not what heaven is yeah i prefer that over an afterlife you mean i get to stay here but now i don't have to go to work and i can finally get through all the video i bought miles morales two years ago i have still not even seen the start menu on that game (laughs) i'm really mad about it Oh, I have a list of games. My computer ran out of space because I kept downloading game. I would buy the game. I would download the game so that next time I went to play it, it would be there for me. And, you know, for a while, this was a great system, except then I discovered that Steam has a wish list that you can just add all the things you want to it. (laughs) And that's great because before I was using a spreadsheet, now I could just use it within the system of the place I was going to buy them. What I did not know is that I would get an email every time a game went on sale. And sometimes there are pretty significant sales where now it's 90% off. So I'm like, I'm going to spend 20 bucks and get five little indie games that I've wanted to play and this week i finally hit the point where my computer was like you're out of space and you can't install this and i went i have too many fucking games that i have not played anyway i'm feeling very mad about my new year's resolution (laughs) is to play video games for at least one hour a week and have fun doing it i have a very hard time I I like to take video games and make them not fun because I get to a point where I'm like, I have to do all the things I have to do it. Here's my spreadsheet. Here's all the stuff I have to accomplish. And I make it not fun. So it is specifically one hour of video games for fun where I am enjoying myself. Um, And so far, we're five days into the year and I haven't done it, but I have played a lot of video games and none of them have been fun. Anyway, (laughs) Ed Ed seems like the perfect afterlife. Jesus, that was... uh... You had a lot to get off I your chest feelings. there, Michelle. Yeah, I have feelings. I didn't even realize I had feelings, but I'm just very mad about the state <laughs> of my video game list. That's fair. That's fair. We would be remiss, anyway. Michelle, if we didn't spend some time on this episode about a zombie Christmas musical talking about the music. Uh, uh, well, and obviously I mentioned earlier that uh, my favorite song... Uh, I guess not technically the the first song because uh, you have that song uh, over the credits or whatever. But my favorite song in this entire show is that first one in the school, Break Away. And I also really enjoyed uh, 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 Brand New Day. Uh, is, uh, is, is, is that the name of the song? I don't I don't know. But, uh, uh, it is uh, uh, Turning My Life Around. Turning My Life Around. Okay. Though that's, those two... Uh, were my big favorites. What did you, it was Soldier at War, is that your favorite one? Uh, Well, the fish rap is very good. <laughs> Where they are penguins rapping, mm-hmm. that is a very good song. But it's only 40 seconds. Uh, <laughs> Soldier at War is my favorite one to just listen to on repeat. I don't know why, but it's, it just it hits that right note for me. Um, outside of that one, I love it's that time of year, which is the double entendre. Santa oh, right, song. yeah, that's it's that fabulous. Is, 
Eartha Kitt Santa Baby is one of my favorite Christmas music or Christmas music, dear God, Christmas songs of all time. And this feels like a sluttier version of that. Oh, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's exactly yeah, what it's it is. Beautiful. Uh, so that and Hollywood ending would be my my other two. I do like human voice though. It it makes me feel feels human um, voice or Hollywood human voice is no. it does this thing that a lot of like it's it's that there's something about the giant chorus sing-along moments mm-hmm. i don't hate them out and out i think when they're done well they're really great uh in fact hollywood ending has a, a couple of big like full cast moments but uh i don't know there's there's something in that song i i can't even put my finger on it but it just something about the the big huge choruses and the way all these voices sound together I don't know. That one just didn't work for me much uh, uh, at all. And I, I definitely think... I can see uh, it, at times, not this one for me, but um, sometimes it gets very high school choir-y. Yes, yes. Where, that where is a just perfect everybody description. Has, yes, yeah. yes. I was in the high school choir. So I know I. what we sound like. We sound <laughs> just boring. Yeah. Uh, and I can definitely understand some group numbers do become that. Where it's just everybody has to harmonize perfectly and you are no longer a character. You are just part of this group making a nice sound. Uh, Human voice for me didn't do that. But I absolutely I mean, that's like a cilantro thing. Like cilantro doesn't taste like soap to me, but it might taste like soap to you. Human voice might be annoying to you, but it's not to me. Sure. I I did really like the, uh, uh, the 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 closing number. I will believe Uh, I thought Mm -hmm. that was a a real. So at at least so far as uh, like a big emotional kind of showstopper. I thought that was really solid. Um, I I did. I got to be honest with you. One once her dad died, uh, I was really worried when they hit this "I Will Believe" song that it's like, oh shit, they're gonna kill them all. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I guess there was that little respite at the end with uh, uh, with the car showing up and 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 driving away, but. Uh, yeah, I uh uh overall this is I was just I the first time I watched it I just sat there mesmerized uh by the quality of it as a musical production because like I'm not saying other movies are easy but there are so many things the way, the amount of planning that cuz you have to choreograph the whole thing as if it was a stage show but then you also have to choreograph the cameras and plan all of that stuff along. There's something about a filmed musical that's just so goddamn impressive to me. And this was really, really well done. I have one final comment. And Please it has do. nothing to do with the quality of the film, but it is a funny thing. And sounds like you are going to watch this again at some point. Oh, sure. And I need you to know this. So that uh, next time you will you will see this and think of this thing I'm about to say. Uh, we have a mutual friend whose name will remain anonymous because he told me this is a thing that happened to him while he was doing some drugs. Uh, <laughs> he was watching this movie and he was like, you have to see this. It is a zombie musical and it also takes place during Christmas. This is exactly your shit. And I was like, okay, great. And I started watching and his brother was in the room with us and he's like, oh my God nameless friend uh had an idea about something in this movie and the guy our friend was like no 
don't tell her. Don't tell her. I'm never going to live it down. And uh, he was like, while watching this movie, he was absolutely convinced that the principal of this movie was David Tennant. <laughs> and was convinced. And now every time I see this movie, uh, I just think of that. And sometimes I text him. I'm like, I'm watching that Christmas zombie musical with David Tennant. And he doesn't like that. Um, I will tell you the name afterwards, but you probably guessed. But uh, yeah, he was doing some drugs <laughs> and was convinced this was David Tennant. And it's just very funny. And now next time you watch this, think of him as the That's doctor. That's awesome. I Dr. also, exactly. uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because there are actually two other things that uh, I would like to add to our conversation here. Uh, first of all, um, so I initially had the impression, and I, I would talk to you about this in a, in a text chain or whatever, a chat. Uh, I initially thought, that uh the uh, Anna's dad was uh like a gym teacher. I didn't realize he was a janitor. Uh mm-hmm. and I thought the guy who is going to be the headmaster once the original headmaster retires in January, like I thought for sure he was like a theater, like the the, the drama teacher or whatever, like some uppity uh and uh uh I don't know if he was just the vice principal or what, but uh I really liked that dynamic. Uh, I, I loved this idea, at least, that a musical theater production would cast the head of the, the theater department at a school as the ultimate bad guy amongst the people. I thought that was rather humorous. And so I'm running with that, is that he was, like he is going to be promoted to headmaster, but he was the drama coach. Uh, that's where I'm yeah, going in he, my head. He is both of those. Here's the yeah, other thing uh, I wanted. For sure. <laughs> oh, he is the drama coach? Okay, perfect. I was I, right. Well, no, I'm saying I don't know for sure, but I do think that's the case. And if it's not, I do prefer that being the case. Uh, yeah. Where he fucking hates kids. Oh, but yeah. But now he's going to be the headmaster of a school like, this and is, responsible this for is, the musicals. This is a dude <laughs> who definitely wanted to be a big-time theater actor, wanted to be a star, got just just was clearly not good at anything and got relegated to being a drama teacher at some high school somewhere. Uh, exactly. I, say, I say relegated. So That's I the, like look, that. high school drama teachers are fantastic people. I don't want... In his mind... You can be relegated to anything right. if it's something well, uh, you hate. Right, that's what I'm saying. In job. his mind, yep. he's been relegated to being this nothing yep. high school drama teacher and he just fucking hates these children just <laughs> seething hatred for all of them and i liked that uh, i i thought that element was pretty great whether it's true or not it's true in my head that's my head canon and Same. now michelle's as well uh here's oh, the it was mine before but oh, i awesome. really love it so I agree with you michelle would you like to know why i i made myself watch this movie a second time before we recorded the podcast because there is a very specific reason why i watched it a second time sure okay uh i after watching it the first time it didn't even register with me right away but i was thinking back on it like a day later and it dawned on me i was like wait a minute are they trying to imply that John accidentally killed that lady 
and she just turned into a zombie overnight in like because he throw he fucking hucks that shoe at her and then they're talking later about how she might have gotten a concussion and clearly she yeah. never left the fucking bowling alley right she's just in the bathroom and I'm like wait did they just leave her in the bowling alley to to like they didn't call a doctor or make sure she was okay because like. As it turns out, actually, it's 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 not really true, but it's common thought that uh, if you have a concussion, you're not supposed to sleep for a certain amount of time. Yep. Uh, you want somebody yep. to be monitoring you if you're sleeping, but it's not anyway. Well, I know all about that. Right? Yeah. So it's I fucked up it, my head. Right. It's uh. It, it's uh. And so I was just like, Jesus, did they? They were like, she might be concussed, and then maybe she just sat down and fell asleep, but then. I watched it back again, and as it turns out, first of all, what I didn't catch on is the people that they, the zombies that attack them in the bowling alley Mm -hmm. are the same dudes that they're ushering out of the bowling alley the night before when they're talking about the reindeer. Same dudes. And they also get very explicit at the end of the movie, and I didn't catch this the first time around somehow, that if you just die, you don't come back. You have to be bitten to become one of them. Uh, and so I was like, oh, okay. So they definitely, like, those dudes that they ushered out somehow became zombies and came back in uh, and killed uh, this lady or something. But I was well. I, I was like, God damn it! I was so convinced. And I was like, wait a minute. Did they, did they murder that cleaning lady and just they were just not going to talk about it you know what as far as i'm concerned no uh anna and her uh group of misfit friends um based on their observation and i guess everybody in this movie's observation if you just die you don't come back if you haven't been bitten but that is a very small sample size we are not convinced that's how it always works it's like that Shutter movie we watched, like 32 seconds or whatever, <laughs> where I went, that is not enough scientific evidence to say that that is a fact. And I find it strange that the entire bowling team left without any of them having been, you know, bitten by a human recently and not having said that to somebody. And then they came back into the bowling alley, bit that lady just enough for her to go lock herself in the bathroom, and then they left the bowling alley again. No, they didn't. As far as they I'm didn't concerned, leave again though. They were in the bowling alley when, like, they attacked. But I from mean, they were the away alley. from her. Yeah, yeah, but I still find it like their gathering was on the other side to the point where people didn't know that they were there at first. But like they wandered in, they got in there somehow. You might be no screw something. it. As far as I'm concerned, in that our lady head, yeah, died in our and head came cannon, back, and she died because of John. In our head canon, because they yep. even talk about when they're when they're walking away, they like they specifically say she might have been concussed, and then she's like yep. in the bathroom when they like she's in that toilet stall, right? Did she like? Mm-hmm. Go to sit as she was all concussed and she went to sit down to pee and then just fell asleep on the toilet and turned into a zombie. This is already a bleak movie. So fuck it. John is also <laughs> a murderer. That's head cannon. And I now. don't feel as That's bad. And well, the apocalypse head cannon because her head was the cannon. Well, to, because to be fair, the one who did say something about how if you die without getting bitten, you don't become one of them was the fucking drama teacher. So maybe he doesn't know what the fuck mm-hmm. he's talking about. Uh, I mean, he doesn't seem like he does. Right? Because I mean, grandmama, uh, uh, the one dude's grandmama, she died of a heart thing, and she didn't come back as a zombie, or at least that Yet. we know of. 
Yeah, maybe it takes longer. Maybe it does. Mm-hmm. Maybe it does. Well, I got nothing <laughs> else to say. <laughs> I like the I like the fan theories that we have created I using do too. just this episode. I do. And uh I'm gonna make a sequel. Anna comes back and even more people die, but when they die they come back no matter what. <laughs> I find it unbelievable that John gets eaten to the extent that he does in that big mob that he's saving Anna from and still manages to have enough intact to come back as a mostly solid human zombie. That's, he that's, should have been missing a lot more skin. I think you're absolutely right. And how right. dare they? So Thank here you. we are, guys. That's uh, well, there we that's are. Anna and the... Oh, uh, uh, this is the way my brain works. Random thoughts. I'm just scrolling through uh, the cast list on uh, IMDb, and I see a picture of Ben Wiggins, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. Uh, I do really love that in the song that is like the real tough guy badass song in this movie. Soldier at War. He also mm-hmm. yeah, he also has just those absurd falsetto lines throughout that. Just like That's why I like it so much. It is it is a really nice touch. It's uh It's truly the falsetto in that song is what gets me. Cause yeah, for the same reason that it is so macho and he even poses at the end oh, and nobody yeah. reacts. He I love exactly that that actually what he's happened. Doing. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Uh, I, I love it. So, guys, check okay. out uh, yeah. if you if you didn't uh, go watch it before we tore it apart. Uh, you should probably go do that now. Uh, it's really good. Just uh, be aware that it's gonna be pretty bleak at the end, and maybe that'll work for you. Maybe it won't be quite as satisfying for you. But if you like zombies, you like comedy, you like musicals, you like Christmas. This is. Uh, this is yeah. So he, here's the thing I just saw. This person calls it Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. I prefer Shaun of the Dead yeah. meets High School Musical. That's my whole jam. La La Land, I think, would be perceived in a higher regard. Well, probably, but La La Land can fuck I off. love High School Musical, so <laughs> I'm not judging. But I am saying that if they're using that in a promotional trailer, which they were, they probably don't want to associate with High School Musical because people are going to be like, Ugh. Do we Do uh, remember? Oh, I forgot their names, but uh, yeah, I I was gonna say like Zac Efron's character, and oh my god, I can't believe that they did I've, in real life. And I've never oh. seen a high school yeah. musical film. Well, don't worry, I have all three coming to me in the mail soon because oh, I no, I you're definitely not Disney. going to make me watch them. No, that's, it's okay. I, I can help you. I I can definitely let you watch them. It's no. okay. Yes, you can borrow them. Oh a, yeah, I did get them on Blu-ray. It's great. It's not a thing that's can, gonna happen. We'll watch all the bonus Michelle. features. No. Ooh, the commentary. You no. want to watch the commentary track with them? Perfect. I really don't. We'll I learn really, all about really, how they felt. I really do not want to watch the commentary track of high school. I don't want to watch the regular track. I don't want to watch the commentary. I don't want to see frame one of That's a high a school musical, Michelle. Not I'm just frame one. sending you five second clips of high school musical so oh, you're not expecting it by the I time will, you hit play. <laughs> I will block just you. Just over the course of the next 10 years, down. you will see Michelle, it sequentially. Don't, don't push me, Michelle. I just found out today that possibly the greatest television show of all time, Northern Exposure, that has been in limbo for literally years, has never been available on streaming ever anywhere was only released on DVD once and is long out of print because it's been mired in legal complications and rights issues, was quietly released on Amazon Prime just a couple of days ago, and I am obsessed with that fucking show, and I haven't seen a single episode of it in 20 years. I will shut this goddamn podcast down 
and make this Ooh. a northern exposure podcast. Don't I don't even know. What I, I got I, so I com- tired just from you telling me about I, it. I well, and I by the time I was done, I completely forgot what I was upset about. So it's not even I, a thing. Yeah. Don't so did re- I. Uh, I was yawning. Oh, Michelle, before we now, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> before we wrap this up, do we want to uh, do we want to let our friends in? On the very first comment I sent to you about this movie. You will have to say it because I don't remember what the first one was. Oh. I was trying not to respond to any of them. Oh, so the uh, the very first text message. Well, I, I told her I was uh, sitting down to watch Anna and the Apocalypse. And the very first message I sent her uh, comes. Uh, I sent it during the uh, uh, that opening song, Breakaway. Oh, uh, yep. And <laughs> yep. I, I sent I sent Michelle a, a photo that I found uh, quickly on Google of uh, Sarah Swire as Steph. Uh, and I just I sent that picture to Michelle and I just said, this is really not going to end well for me, is it? And she said, no, no, it's not. Uh, when she smash that old granny's look guys what i'm saying is i got a thing you have for a type. i i have a type <laughs> you have a type i have a it, like <laughs> look here's and i've i've spent a lot of time in my life analyzing it and it boils down to two things right julie andrews in the sound of music and rainbow bright uh, are the things that basically molded my type but man, like I was already like, oh, like her, she got that. Like I like short haircuts. It's a whole thing. Anyway, she smashed that old lady's head with a toilet seat. Just freaked the fuck out. And I have rarely been so attracted to another human being ever in my life. <laughs> oh my god, I was so worried she was gonna die, and then she didn't die, and that made me very happy. Uh- my type, since we're on the subject, is Nick. Every character from the animated movie Hercules, <laughs> all of them. Megara, obviously. Hercules, obviously. Little Danny DeVito goat, definitely. The three witches oh. who share an eyeball. Mm-hmm. James uh, James Wood says Hades. I mean, he's kind of a dick. We've talked about that's kind of my type. Absolutely. Uh, all the the dude with the little flying shoes. Oh yeah, he can take me on a date. It, it, Michelle, yeah. everybody from the the movie Hercules. Michelle, she shoved a fucking spatula handle through a zombie's upper jaw into its brain. Do you have any idea how hot that is? Well, Hercules has a flying horse, and he and my girl Megara uh, are drawn in, like, a really nice way. They're very, like, curly cute. It's nice. I also have a type. It's everybody from the <laughs> Well, we better get out of anyway, here before we tell people too much about our I'm types. I'm going to go watch Hercules. I just bought it. Uh, I, I am absolutely going to go watch Hercules. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. Say goodnight, we Michelle. go the distance. Good night, Michelle. For more horror content, visit WeWatchShudder.com, where you'll find our world-famous, patent-pending ghoul blog and squelch files, as well as a schedule of upcoming episodes. Find us on social media, at WeWatchShudder on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and, I guess, Twitter, if you're still doing that for whatever reason. You can email us, mail at WeWatchShudder.com is the address, mail at WeWatchShudder.com. 
You can even call and leave us a voicemail, 701-566-9510. No, really, 701-566-9510. Give it a shot, see what happens. We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media. Oh, no. Oh, no. Please, Michelle, are you still there? Oh. I am still here. Do you hear me? Okay. God damn it. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. You oh need my better God. internet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I did it again. I did it again. I did Wait, it again. Do you hear me? Oh, my God. Give me just a minute. Okay. Uh, my phone died. I got to plug my headphones in. Ow. Give me just a minute. Okay. Well, JD is gone. Let's I how here. do you not charge your phone when you know you're oh gonna have to call God. me how because does your internet is to me. so that yeah how does it keep happening to you I can hear you you can't Let's hear me here. and I am can going to keep connect, talking some please. shit because what connect. are you oh kidding me two people just hang out come in a room on, and on, give up on, on themselves and die in a living room uh surrounded by zombies when they could be spending some time I don't know making out in the office but instead and then we've got this guy over here just not charging his Connecting. phone just different forms of apocalypse i can hear him i don't think he knows that i can hear him but i can and uh oh my I'm god just, we're gonna make a horror movie about what our recording experiences in the last month on? you guys Why don't know jd he's having on? some some internet gnome issues oh he did god, move into a retirement oh home oh not because god, he needs oh it but god. because his mom does and uh now that he's there this? i do i did Why tell him that i think it's haunted this? there are ghosts in the computer oh kind of like ghosts god. in the shell Why but a little bit different and uh ghosts are definitely opposed to our horror podcast and it would make sense because it is a retirement home and they're like whoa pg-13 that's way too aggressive for us hey i can hear you again in a time of prohibition I Hello. can hear you again. Uh, I could hear you the whole time. Oh, could you? Uh, that's weird because yes, my, my phone died. Uh, I still see you talking on our call. That's weird. I don't know how that would have happened. I'm telling you, ghosts. My, my phone went completely, like my camera isn't even on right now. How are you seeing me? Oh, well, I see your profile picture and then it's doing the thing where it goes like blah, blah, blah every oh. time you talk. Okay, well, that's that's fine. So you're not actually seeing me. No, I see a dog wearing a hat. That's weird. I don't know why it... Uh, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, so, anyway. 